All right, well, welcome to another episode today of Tree Service Marketing Profits, where we go over um, tree service marketing topics. We interview multi-million dollar tree service companies, and we also um, bring in other helpful people in the tree service industry that can help with your businesses. Today, we've got Dan Stacy, uh, head of sales with Capflow Funding. He's going to be going over three solutions for financing your tree service business when those needs do arise. Uh, some of them are basically payroll financing or factoring, uh, equipment financing, and then supply chain finance. So Dan, welcome to the uh, podcast today. Thanks, Wesley. Thanks for having me. Nice to meet you guys. Yeah. So why don't we get into kind of who you are and what you guys do and maybe maybe when you guys started. And you guys are also fellow members of the TCIA, just like us. And uh, we'll go from there. Sure. Capflow Funding, we're a full service direct lender. Uh, headquartered in Rutherford, New Jersey. Uh, we were founded about 14 years ago by three ex-Wall Street execs. We mainly provide supply chain finance, factoring, as well as equipment financing solutions through ourselves direct. And also we have, uh, you know, one large partner we work in conjunction with on, you know, larger tree service deals on the equipment and supply chain side. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's a great resource. And it's really timely, and which is the reason why you're on the podcast today, too, is, you know, most business owners do face those growing pains in their business where, you know, they need more equipment or perhaps they've, they've bought a lot of equipment or have suppliers they owe funds to and they're waiting on jobs to pay out. So they have those gaps in funding or financing that they need. So you guys are a great resource, I think, you know, to go ahead and just get started, kind of get get that process going so that you don't wait till it's too late, right? Like you don't want to wait until it's you know, bottom of the ninth inning, right? To get this started, it's good to kind of get ahead of it, right? You know, that's exactly right. You know, as a business owner, you know, you always want to be proactive on, you know, exactly getting ahead of what's coming down the pipe and sourcing the correct financing, whether it be for payroll, you know, on the, uh, on the, on the job side, as well as sourcing workers to, you know, perform the jobs, as well as having the right equipment in place, you know, to perform the jobs. You know, as a lender, what we always like to do is we like to be proactive on kind of seeing what's emerging just in markets across in different silos across the country. So, you know, maybe five, six years ago when, you know, 4G was a thing, now it's 5G, we realized that is a huge opportunity and, you know, lent a lot of money to 4G cell phone upgrading companies. Then, you know, 2019 came along, we saw the tree service business uh, kind of another emerging silo with the uh, wildfires going on in California. Sure. So, you know, what was happening there was, uh, you know, PG&E was maybe going bankrupt one day, going bankrupt the next, and, you know, ultimately did go bankrupt, having to, uh, you know, pay out $5 billion to the wildfire victims. Um, so, you know, that ultimately became another, you know, emerging silo for us to finance and continues to do be so today, especially with a lot of people leaving the major cities and going out to the suburbs. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we see that too. And those wildfires are crazy, man. It seems like they just kind of came on and, and got a, got a blazing out there on the West coast. I mean, it was happening in what, like Colorado, California, you guys are mainly like working on the, the California side of it, correct? Yeah, I would say 90% of our clients are are based in California, mm -hmm. uh, rather working in California while they're based, you know, all around the country. A lot of them migrated to California just for the just for the extra work, you know, yeah. big problem during that time. And still to this day is, you know, finding good help because it just really was not there. It's still yeah. not there. 
Uh, and it's going to be a problem for the next, you know, I would say, you know, five to six years with uh, a lot more work to be done there. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just like the drought, I think, is what's bringing a lot of this on and um, just not enough rain to, to keep everything moist enough to where it just doesn't get out of hand whenever there is a fire. I mean, we, we were looking at watching a lot of that stuff on TV as it was going down. And it just seems like every other month there's a whole nother one going on. So you have tons of tree work out there. You guys are kind of helping finance a lot of that. I guess we'll get into kind of the first one that you guys do. Um, which is the factoring and kind of the payroll financing. I guess you could just explain like how that would help a tree service business owner and how like what you see as far as helping them kind of bridge those gaps and get that funding in place when they need it the most. Sure. You know, oftentimes I'll relate it to, let's call it, you know, the Calif- what's going on in California. Uh, you know, a tree service company will win a job and, you know, they'll have to perform the work on a weekly basis you know, billing out on a time and a material basis. And, you know, they'll go from, it'll be a tree service company that's maybe a small mom and pop doing what's called $50,000 a month. And now they're doing, you know, $100,000 a month and growing. And, you know, every week they have to bill out to, let's call it PG&E or SoCal Edison. And, you know, they're waiting by the mailbox, you know, oftentimes 60 to 90 days to get paid. But at the same time, they have to pay their workers on a weekly basis. So what we do is we speed up that cash flow cash flow process. So on a weekly basis, we're able to, based on their accounts receivables, advance them 80 to 90% of the money owed to them by the larger entities, whether it be you know government or private uh, entities. Awesome. Yeah, that just kind of helps. Yeah, exactly. Because sometimes those contracts take a little while to pay out. But meanwhile, they've got, you know, payroll to make with with all the people helping them make that happen. And so uh, that can be a challenge. It's a squeeze on your finances, a squeeze on your liquidity because, you know, you've got all these people to pay. You you don't want to say no to the contract that you just got awarded. Right. So you take on the work. But yeah, there's going to be some cash flow challenges along the way, which that that just seems like it's going to really, really help them as long as they get this in place up front and early, uh, because it's not like a residential or just a quick commercial job. Some of these. Where that's get, that's a really good point. Spot. Yeah, you don't get you don't get paid right there on the spot. You got to wait like 30, 60, 90 or something, correct? Exactly. And you know what I heard from a lot of my clients was, you know what, Dan, I'm really good at running a, a tree service business doing, you know, a million dollars a year. But now that my tree service business is doing a million dollars a month, try to source guys, you know, pay my guys and also have the proper equipment in place all at the same time it's a huge juggling act. And I really didn't know what I was signing up for when I got into this. Right. And a lot of people relocated their mom and pop businesses to California, you know, to get this work, but they didn't realize really what came with that work. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's a juggling act for sure. That's three, four, six, you know, balls in the air trying to juggle. I can probably relate some of that. I wonder if this pertains or kind of would, would actually help some of the business owners we work with too. They, will see a hurricane come through somewhere in the Gulf or the Atlantic coast. And then they'll literally up and relocate two or three crews to that area to go do insurance work. I wonder if something like this would be beneficial for them in those circumstances as well. Can you think of any kind of examples of that? Absolutely. So we have clients now that do exactly that. They're, they're more or less storm chases for a living. There's actually an association called the Disaster Association. Mm-hmm wish they came up with a better name for it, but uh, what they do basically is, you know, anytime there's a hurricane or tornado or, you know, kind of any, any non-man-made disaster, they'll go and be deployed there 
you know, to fix up that area. And typically, you know, who they bill is mainly the local municipalities or they'll mm-hmm. bill FEMA. And what we do is obviously, again, they're going to experience that cash flow, that cash flow crunch because out of nowhere, they just got hit with a, you know, humongous job they weren't expecting. And we saw this back during, you know, Hurricane Sandy days where just crews of people were being deployed, you know, all, all up and down the eastern seaboard. So what we were doing was obviously financing those efforts. So, you know, crews of guys were fixing, you know, various things that needed to be worked on up and down the eastern seaboard. And they were either billing insurance companies, local municipalities or FEMA. And we were advancing them, uh, you know, based on those invoices or, you know, monies owed by those, by those entities. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And everybody can feel or everybody's probably felt that pinch or squeeze from the insurance company, right? You got a claim. Uh, you need to get something done or you get it done. And then you're sitting there. It's kind of a waiting game on getting that check from the insurance company. So, yeah, that I can see how that would be super beneficial. Dan, let me ask you this quick question. Once somebody gets approved, let's say they, you know, they come and they do the application process. You, you know, they, you get all their financing information, accounting information, kind of see what they're owed or whatnot. How long does it generally take maybe to fund uh, a company like this when they're in a time of need? Sure. So once we get a completed application, a balance sheet, an income statement, an accounts receivable schedule, an accounts payable schedule. Uh, that same day, we'll issue a term sheet. Once, just outlining in the pricing and structure for the prospective client. Once the client signs the term sheet, generally speaking, we take seven to ten days to fund the business. Uh, one thing unique about Capflow as a lender is we actually uh, meet every client we lend money to. So wherever you are in the United States, we're actually going to come see you, shake your hand, and kind of get to know you because oftentimes we're going to be lending you money more than just accounts receivables, you know, and payroll. Right. Yeah. Especially with these other couple that we're about to discuss as well. Well, that's cool. That seems pretty quick. I mean, that's quick enough to where they can get the cash injection they need and take care of what they need to with payroll and then wait on the contract to pay out. And then of course they can shore you guys up right after that. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, cool. That sounds very beneficial for people. The next one is, is something that that we kind of talk about a lot with our clients. So they're kind of telling us all the new equipment they get, right? They're showing us the, the trucks, they're showing us uh, the loaders, they're showing us, you know, the, the just different things that they, you know, the booms and all these different pieces of equipment they buy. Everybody loves their equipment, chippers. And uh, so we see this all the time, but we know at the expense of the uh, tree service business and the equipment, I mean, it does produce a lot of revenue. Once you get the equipment in place, you can take on more jobs than you could otherwise and grow faster, which is kind of the need for equipment in the first place. And also just to be able to be more efficient as a tree service company, but the equipment financing side too, you guys are big on and strong on. So I guess just kind of talk with um, you know our audience about maybe what that looks like. Do they need to locate or secure a piece of equipment or kind of have a contract to purchase a piece of equipment first before they come to you or go ahead and just get maybe pre-qualified with you guys and then start shopping? Sure. Yeah. It's, it's again, really about being proactive on the business coming down the pipe. But, you know, to your point, I, you know, I love looking at all the new pieces of equipment that, that comes out, you know, each year, you know, especially at the TCI Expo, it's kind of like a Mr. Rogers for uh, grown adults. Oh, I love that place, man. I'm, I'm, I mean, there's so much equipment. It's like almost like a, a football field full of equipment, you know? Yeah, I'm looking forward to this this year. So yeah, what, what we do is we we assist them. And, you know, obviously, if they need help sourcing equipment, we could help them with that. But if they have a piece of equipment they're ready to, uh, you know, finance, we work very closely with a publicly held uh, bank uh, down in Texas that can get them pre-qualified in 24 to 48 hours. 
Um, and it's really heavily based on really the healthiness of the business. So we'll, we'll look at their balance sheet then their income statement, uh, as well as their personal credit. And based on that, we'll give them kind of a number that they can back into what they pre-qualify for on the equipment side. Okay, gotcha. So it's, it's, it's a pretty quick turnaround, really. 20, 40, 48 hours is kind of the approval process. And then from there, I would assume your funds then go purchase the equipment and then the tree service business owner then has terms with you guys. That, that's exactly right. We typically like the owner operator to have a piece of equipment in mind. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully they could send it to us in a kind of a PDF form. You know, a lot of guys like to, uh, you know, take a snapshot with their cell phone and text it to me, but I'd like to have you know, kind of the real specs down on a PDF for sure. That's always helpful. Um, and like I said, if they don't have, you know, uh, a piece of equipment in front of their face that they want to buy, if they have something in mind, uh, you know, through our dealer network, we're able to actually help source that p- those pieces of equipment as well. Cool. Yeah. No, one of the bigger pushes the last several years has been these spider lifts where they can just kind of wheel those things in yep. between fences and all that stuff. We got a lot of clients that get those and the pictures they take of those, like with aerial shots and drone footage and things, man, this, it's fascinating the, the pieces of equipment they have today because you just can't drive a truck down somebody's yard or in a backyard or any place like that and not just completely rip apart the entire yard. These spider lifts, man, they get in there and just they can shimmy through pretty much anything and get in the backyard where others can't. So that's been a big piece of equipment we've seen. Uh, have you guys seen a lot of those too? Like the, the spider lifts and things like that? Yeah, certainly. Fit, definitely, you know, fits and starts. It's mainly heavier in the uh, residential side of the business we see, mm-hmm. but, you know, definitely you could always use it on a commercial job as well. Um, but okay. yes, you know, obviously one of the innovative pieces of more innovative pieces of equipment in the industry that's come along since the bucket truck. So sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Certainly has constantly coming up. Just, with just I've the seen, power done. Yeah. I've seen these new ones too. I don't know if you guys have financed any of these, but they're incredible. It's almost like a, it's almost like a transformer type piece of equipment. So it's like this big crane. I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head. Of course, you know, while we're talking, it's going to be tough for me to think of it, but it's, it's this big piece of equipment. It's almost like a crane, but it literally reaches over a house into the backyard. It's so long. It'll grab the tree with this, this, this grapple type thing, and it's got a saw attached to it, and it literally saws the part of the tree off, and this grapple just picks it up and brings it and brings it back over there and lays it down. I, I, I saw it. I saw it on actually YouTube on an international uh, tree channel. And I actually thought it was fake when I first saw it. <laughs> but yeah, it literally it's, almost it's eliminates the need for a climber like at all. Like you literally just park that thing in front of somebody's house and the crane is so long, it literally reaches over the house or over the property, yep. grabs, it grabs the top of the tree and then saws it like a couple of feet up underneath where it grabs it and just lifts it up just piece by piece. I was like, yeah, it secures I, the top and then just really cuts the bottom and lifts it over the structure and then places it in the truck. Yeah. Pretty cool. That is cool. I mean, I, I don't see, you know, you get a couple of those going. I don't, you know, you probably your personnel doesn't have to be quite as high either when you get equipment like that. Yeah. I was always ter- terrible at the uh, crane game as a child, but that's definitely one for adults. It looks uh, definitely pretty fun to operate. Yeah, I think so too. I've talked to a couple of guys that are like, it just takes a lot of patience and you just got to sit there and just, it, it's kind of a touchy feely thing, kind of with, probably with any kind of piece of equipment, but he's like, you just got to be super careful with it. You know, you can't get, too um too crazy with the you know with the gears and all that stuff you just got to be super relaxed in that thing and kind of learn how to just 
feel your way through each little each little place you're going with it, which I, I assume takes quite a few quite a bit of time to kind of learn. Um, but yeah, so the next thing, so equipment finance, that's a big one. So I'm glad we went over that. It sounds like you guys can help people with that within 20, 40, 48 hours, get approved, and then they can locate and secure the piece of equipment. And from there, they basically are just waiting on, I would assume the manufacturer to get them the piece of equipment from their particular place they're sending it out from, right? That's exactly right. Okay. So then the next piece, I guess, would be the supply chain finance that they owe other vendors and they're still waiting, uh, you know, to, to kind of get the to get the payment they need, so you guys can do like a cash infusion for that too. So let's talk about a little bit about the supply chain finance and how you help them with that part. Sure. So the first line of finance we spoke about was factoring, which is basically providing liquidity on a company's accounts receivables, which is money owed to them by their clients. Conversely, a company has what's called an accounts payables schedule, and that's money they owe their vendors. So oftentimes. Companies will secure larger and larger jobs as they grow and scale their business. And oftentimes they need money on the front end to complete these jobs and you know commence the projects. So what supply chain finance does is it's actually a vehicle whereby we do 100% accounts payable financing. So we, do a, we pay their vendors 100% on the front end. The only caveat to that in terms of you know, getting approved is we like to see the vendors being credit worthy. So on factoring, obviously, we want to see the debtors be, you know, credit, you know, credit worthy. On the accounts payable side, we want to see the vendors be credit worthy. You know, oftentimes these guys will go into new areas and they'll need, you know, what's called hydraulic oil, or they'll need, you know, you know, safety equipment, or they'll need, you know, even rooms for their guys to, you know, to sleep in, mm-hmm. you know, when they're doing jobs on the road. And supply chain finance, you know, finance is just that. Okay, so it's based on really the vendor that they owe their credit worthiness at that point. Yes. So it, what's paramount, you know, to getting those deals done is number one, have a signed contract, you know, with no offsets, and it's a it's a, a contract, you know, obviously specific to your company. It's not a company that it's not a subbed out contract. So obviously your your company has to be on that contract. We see. Mm-hmm. Um, and then number two is we want to make sure that, you know, those, those vendors are credit worthy because we're going to go out and actually take credit insurance out on those vendors that you're dealing with. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, cool. So you guys are literally, uh, you know, once we look at all the solutions you provide, I mean, you're typically can take care of, you know, the, their factoring and payroll financing. You can do their equipment financing. And then also their supply chain finance. I mean, is there any other things that we're missing here that you guys can provide? It sounds like pretty much any type of funding, a tree service business or tree care business, arborist, any of these types of companies out there need financing for. Sounds like you guys can pretty much take care of them. Yeah, the the only other, I guess, uh, you know, type of financing that you know we haven't spoke about um, would be, you know, kind of term loans. So, you know, oftentimes, you know, a company may not have a need for payroll may not have a need for equipment, may not have a need, you know, for uh, even paying their vendors, but they do have a need for the business. What I mean by that is, you know, you have a company, maybe they just do residential work, or maybe they do work for, you know, municipalities or the private sector, and they need money to, you know, market the business, maybe from an SEO point of of view or social media point of view, and they need to go ahead and, you know, go ahead and mark a higher marketing firm. We're actually able to get a company, uh, you know, term loans, you know, that are payable, you know, uh, anywhere from a year to three years time. 
Um, you know, we could do obviously shorter durations for these term loans as low as, as little as three month durations, but I always recommend going out as long as possible and, you know, paying, but obviously if you're going for a mortgage, you'd rather go for a 30 year mortgage instead of a 10 year mortgage. So I think this, that's the same thing with these term loans that we're able to offer. So, you know, we're able to offer term loans above and beyond receivables, payables and equipment. Yes. Interesting. So that's kind of like a sort of, if you will, a commercial line of credit for the business. That's exactly right. It's it is a finite amount, and it is a, a, a loan as opposed to a line of credit, but it's 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 payable on a weekly or monthly basis back to us. You know the the right. lender of record. Yeah, like upfront terms, like you know we got to pay you know every thirty days or every every two weeks type thing. That's that's great because sometimes you have a need for something that's not quite as specific as the three that we mentioned, like you're talking about. So they can just get like a regular business line type thing with, with, uh, um, you know, pay schedule with you guys and, and do it that way, which is good. We've, we've seen a lot of that too, over the years, a need for that anyway, pretty much every business. Um, and also the tree business. Well, this has been interesting, Dan. I appreciate your time, man. I think, um, I think your company is well aligned to help the tree service industry, which as you well know, you guys are already doing that for a number of different tree companies and different, um, sounds like projects going on in the industry, especially the wildfires out West and things like that. So, um, and then also being a fellow member of the TCIA, it's nice to connect. And I mean, we'll see you guys too later in the year in Indianapolis. We've got a booth already set up, kind of ready to do that puppy. We didn't get to do it this past year. We had to do it virtually, which was definitely not the same. Um, but yeah, man, I think this has been eye opening, and I think it's, it's a great connection for anybody that's definitely looking to get kind of pre-approved and kind of get the ball rolling on just, knowing they've got this in place when they do need it because it's always better to kind of get these things i think solidified up front make sure you do qualify you get everything going as long as your tree business has probably been doing any kind of revenue for some time they shouldn't have too many issues um, as long as they kind of get out in front of it and do it early is that kind of correct dan yeah that, that, that's exactly right um and just going back to that you know term loan product generally speaking um you know we'd like to see the business open for at least two years and we're able to give 10% of the yearly last year's revenue uh, as a loan amount. So if you're looking for, you know, if any listeners out there wondering how much they qualify for, generally speaking, it's, you know, a month's sales, a month's revenue is what we're able to get as a, in the form of a term loan. Okay. No, that's very helpful. I think that kind of paints the picture for everybody. They get a visual of how much they probably could get, which for a million dollar company, that could be upwards of $100,000, right? That's exactly right. Okay. No, that would help for sure. I mean, anything that they're looking to do to expand operations or anything that wouldn't fit into the category of the, the factoring and payroll financing, equipment financing or supply chain finance, I think that would be super helpful. And it's always good. I mean, with any business, I've been a part of a few other businesses in my past to always have some sort of line of credit, just ready to tap if needed, you know, kind of that like, oh crap line of credit. Like we need this now. And it may not even be a situation where you're in a, a dire need for money. It's just that it would be nice to be able to use that money instead of the cash sitting in your bank account, right? That's exactly right. It's a great safety net to tap into. And, uh, you know, what we find is a lot of the residential mom and pop companies uh, de definitely take advantage of that product. You know, with factoring, it has to be a business to business transaction as well as supply chain finance. Uh, but with, you know, this term loan products, it's a one size fits all product. It could be for business to business or business to consumer. It could be for a tree company doing, you know, $500,000 in revenue or for a company doing, you know, north of a hundred million in revenue. Awesome. Well, that's definitely flexible. 
Um, well, good, man. This has been great. This has been um, very informative. And I think, you know, the audience will get something out of this. And also, we, we definitely don't want to part without getting all of your contact information if somebody wants to reach out to you and all that stuff. So why don't you go ahead and share? We're going to put it also in the, the show notes of the podcast episode and the YouTube channel. Uh, but just go ahead and, you know, let them know what your contact information is or where they can go to find out uh, more and, and, and get in touch with you. Sure. Again, my contact info is, uh, my name is Dan Stacy. just to reiterate. And uh, my direct number is 516-244-5590. And my email address is dstacy, D-S-T-A-C-Y, at cap flowfunding.com dstacy at capflowfunding.com awesome thanks so much man so i think that uh, the website would be capflowfunding.com where they can kind of find out a little bit more give you guys a call if they want to you know set up something with an application or just maybe talk a synopsis or a scenario that they got coming up right absolutely uh, you know i welcome any i guess scenario or if someone's really wants to kick tire just really understand more on how the product works i'm happy to field any calls or emails Awesome. If you guys reach out to me, I can always point you in the right direction too, to Dan, if you don't have it from, if you're listening to it on the podcast, maybe you're in the car or something, you can't write it down. It is going to be in the show notes. So you can reference it there, but if not, reach out to me, I can send you over Dan's contact info. Well, Dan, I appreciate your time today, man. And I look forward to seeing you later in the year at the TCIA Expo. And um, you have yourself a nice Friday, man. Do you have any party words or anything? No, you know what? I appreciate the, you know, the intro, obviously the tree service digital. I think it's a wonderful thing that, you know, you're doing for you know, the members out there because a lot of people, you know, they're kind of bogged down, you know, running the day-to-day operations of their business and they don't think of these things. So it's, you know, good that you're helping them out, you know, and doing this service for them. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks so much for plugging in and, um, you know, being a part of uh, Tree Service Marketing Profits and uh, we look forward to talking to you soon. Likewise. I'll be done. Thanks, man. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Bye-bye. Bye-bye.